Here we go again. This podcast is being created to go with a rather interesting image that you'll be able to find on my blog, which is easily found by going to briansfolly.blogspot.com. That is all lowercase letters. And it is B-R-I-A-N-S-F-O-L-L-Y dot blogspot dot com. Easy enough to type in and easy enough to find. Now the image is a picture of uh, some very beautiful borrowed scenery, which we have in our yard, which we didn't have before the last windstorm. The last windstorm, well, it, it, it was a good one, and it blew over a fair number of trees, and it blew over some of our bamboo, which to me indicates that old um, wise saying that bend like the bamboo and you will never break is wrong just about as often as the old English traditional saying of stand tall and strong as the mighty oak because they get blown over too eventually. We've had some mighty big trees go down here. In any case, this picture uh, shows some borrowed scenery. Now, originally um, we had built a bamboo and cement wall. We hollowed out the bamboo, poured cement into it, and pushed them together three, maybe four wide, so there were no gaps. And we thought, well, they'll stand up, they'll look good, the bamboo will age and we'll be fine. Well, what happened is that the bamboo did age and it did look great, but then the bamboo rotted. And once it started to rot, then the cement was lacking some of its support, a major part of its support, and it started to lean over. So we um, straightened it up, at least our yard workers did, got it looking okay, but there were gaps where our dogs could get out or the neighbor's dogs, chickens, snakes and such could come in to the yard. So behind the bamboo wall, which was a little inside of our uh, land boundary, we put up a roofing metal uh, wall. It wasn't designed for strength or beauty. It was designed to go flat onto the ground be a good solid barrier that our dogs couldn't get out and other critters couldn't get in. And it worked beautifully. But then we had that windstorm. Oh, it was a beauty. First time in a long time. We had gusts hitting hurricane force, typhoon force, 60 plus 
knots, uh, more than 100 kilometers an hour if you deal in kilometers or no, make that more, yeah, more than 100 kilometers and more than a 60 miles an hour if you deal in miles. And the bamboo came down. And some of it came crashing down onto the uh, cement wall that was still standing. So it came all the way down, leaving us this corrugated sheet metal, shiny, ugly fence. Well, as quick as you could say it, my lady was down to town and picked up some dark green paint and the ladies that work for us spread the paint over the sheet metal and it looks better than it did plain, although it's still not exactly pretty. But as you can see, at least you'll be able to see when you go to the block, we have got some bougainvillea that is starting to droop over the fence. And in time, we'll have stuff grow up and grow down and grow in. And you won't really notice the sheet metal, but you're sure going to notice the glorious um, borrowed scenery. Now, I must say at this point that we have been very lucky. Uh, a gentleman who owns some land beside us, we own a couple thousand square meters. He owns a couple hectares. He is much richer than we are, and every time a piece of land came up, we didn't even bother because he just reached a little deeper into his pocket, and his pockets were much deeper than ours. So we didn't even... We didn't do anything other than run the price up a bit. And no, not wishing to make an enemy out of this fellow. We just didn't bid on it after that, or after a while. But as the gods would have it, he has got property on two, two sides of the back of our yard. And as you look at the yard, um, basically the left, and he's turning it into an orchard. And he's been doing it for years now. And with a major city 14 kilometers away by road that needs all the fresh produce it can get, he's going to make a good bit of coin off that land without selling it and without subdividing so people can come and build. He's going to keep it not natural, but at least green. And for that, I need a sip of coffee. We are thankful. It gives what you see behind us. And to the side now, on one other side, there is some unsold property that is uh, very expensive. Someone will eventually buy it, but we've got a, a living fence that is layered there. And unless they put up a five-story building, we're not going to be able to see them. 
we've got a real good layered fence. And on the fourth side, we've got a church with property who will not be developing it, who's got, has decided uh, to create a natural habitat, ta natural habitat. They're putting in native trees and bushes to get the native animals back. So we're covered on all sides. What you see or will see behind the metal fence, we have surrounding us pretty much. Now, in this picture, there are fruit trees growing up. There you can see land zonies and rambutan, I do believe. And at the left, there's a, the trunk of a coconut. It's a very diversified area. And we get all sorts of marvelous, creepy, crawly, slithery beasties and flying. One day we saw a Japanese sparrow hawk. I have no idea how it got here. There are kingfishers and kites, which I think are a type of eagle. At least they got the eagle feathers on the end of the wing. We have owls that serenade us at night. A couple different species of bats that fly around. Uh, some are fruit bats, which eat the fruit of our orchard, uh, which is all right. Um, we get all we can eat off of it. And if the bats want some, why not? And then there are insect eating bats that uh, come out at night. We have dragonflies. We have sparrows and starlings and swifts. Uh, there's not much in the way of traditional food-sized birds here because the locals have killed them all off, the same as they did the deer and the wild boar. It may have been bad stewardship or it may have been hunger, but however it happened, they're gone. Now the, the great hunters in the community go out with their air rifles and shoot sparrows. Now, give them credit, they shoot them and take them home and eat them. But still and all, they're wiping out all the indigenous population of animals. Uh, even the, the snakes are feeling the pressure. There's less and less natural forest for the snakes to hide in and uh, grow to a reasonable size. I mean, they used to have really big snakes up here. Uh, we were 20 years ago, 25 years now ago, I guess now, we were driving down the, the mountain one day and I asked the driver to stop and back up and he looked over at the guy that owned the car. The guy said, sure. And we backed up and sure enough, I had seen what I thought I'd seen. There were three children skipping rope, which is not unusual in any culture, except this rope was a snake and they were tenderizing the meat. It had been caught in the yard. They get fairly big. 
uh, boas or constrictors and they uh, they have seen them in the last few years every now and again some as thick as a man's thigh and pretty long uh, but almost I mean in 25 years we have only heard of two snake bites and neither one was a poisonous snake and the one I know of for a certainty that happened the lady was cleaning the church and stepped stepped on this snake and it got frightened and bitter uh, usually that type of snake just slithers away when it sees you but anyway uh, back to the borrowed scenery it is a beautiful concept uh, even if you have neighbors that tend their gardens rather than let them grow wild like this one. Although this isn't that wild, the trees are looked after. Uh, the fruit, well, no, the trees aren't looked after, actually. They aren't trimmed or pruned or anything. They just let go and they grow as they will. But, uh, as I say, even if it's somebody that manicures their yard if you build your yard so you have visions into their yard you can steal some nice scenery without invading their privacy and they can do the same to you or through you it's a good concept borrowing scenery i like it it works for me and that as i take i'm gonna what am i doing here i'm going back to back to FM been looking at that gorgeous picture it says 14 minutes that's long enough I hope you enjoy this I hope you go to the blog and take a look at the picture uh, I'll repeat the address it's your usual www.http stuff and then Brian's Folly B-R-I-N-S-F-O-L-L-Y uh, dot dot uh, dot blogspot.com my mind's a little tired tonight so there you go uh, as it says on the blog fascinating images challenging opinions uh, if you scroll down a bit on the front page on the left in the orange cap you'll find a, an old friend of mine and on the right, you'll find a picture of me. Um, since the picture was taken, I've got less hair and less beard. And what I have is grayer. <laughs> it's getting on. I passed 70 this year, so. It's the stories of an old man. In any case, enjoy yourselves. I hope you enjoyed the audio. And I hope you visit the blog. Bye-bye.